There was one man who Jesus himself said was the greatest man born of woman. As we study through the life of John the Baptist, we will discover why God used him in such a powerful way. Join us now for today's study. first disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. Immediately probably your mind is, is turning and you're trying to think of names. Uh, let me help you just a little bit, all right? Christ's first disciples were actually John's disciples. Uh, the first people that followed the Lord Jesus actually were disciples or followers of John the Baptist. And the way they became followers of Christ is John the Baptist pointed them to Messiah. Could I ask you something? Does your life point others to Christ? John the Baptist was a man consumed with one thing. Not many things, one thing. He was consumed with pointing other people to Jesus Christ. I'm praying today that God will make me and make you believers that are consumed with this same thing. I want to read to you from John chapter 1, verse number 26 and following. For the Bible says, John answered to them, saying, I baptize with water, but there standeth one among you whom ye know not. He it is who coming after me is preferred before me, whose shoes latch it, I'm not worthy to unloose. This is interesting because John has just been asked a number of questions about who he is and what his ministry is all about. And instead of pointing people to himself, he turns their question into an opportunity to point them to Jesus Christ. You know, you can tell a lot about what's important to a person by what they want to talk about all the time. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. And John wanted always to talk about one thing. He wanted to talk about the Lord Jesus Christ. The first witness created the first disciples. John the Baptist, the first witness to Christ, creates the first disciples or followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's always God's way. It starts with one and that one then multiplies. There's a, a ripple effect. There's a spiritual chain reaction. John became famously known as John the Baptist. Literally, John the Immerser. Because he was baptizing people in the Jordan River and he was fully immersing them in water. That's what the word baptism actually means. A baptizo, to dip, to immerse, to plunge. This is, this is God's way of baptizing not sprinkling or pouring on. And John the Baptist is evidence of that in the way he baptized and the way Christ was baptized by him. But could I give you just a little different way of thinking of his name, John the Baptist? Baptist means to immerse. He is John the Immerser. But could I suggest to you he was John the Immersed? In other words, he himself was consumed. He was covered up with Jesus. He was totally... Uh, immersed in the ministry of pointing people to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now John's calling was that he was a prophet. A prophet is one who tells forth the truth, who speaks out the truth. In, in that sense, all of us are to be prophesying. Now we're not prophets. We're not foretelling future events. And, and that uh, Old Testament and even New Testament office of the prophet is no longer in effect today. 
because we have the completed revelation of Scripture. Uh, but in the sense of telling forth the Word of God, we're all to be doing that. That's what a witness does. He simply tells what he's seen. He tells what he's experienced. He tells what he knows. The word prophet literally means to boil or bubble over. I love that. John the Baptist was a man boiling over. Remember Jesus said he was a burning and shining light? Well, friend, that fire bubbled up inside of him and boiled over. And Jesus said he was more than a prophet. Do you know what he was? He truly was a witness. John chapter 1, verse number 15, John bare witness of him and cried, saying, This was he of whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred before me. For he was before me. John was one thing. He was a witness. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, well, I'm no John the Baptist. I'm no uh, forerunner of Christ. I'm no prophet. Oh, but you're a witness. And in that sense, you and I hold the same work. And that is, we're to pave the way for Christ to work in the lives of other people. We're to point people to the only one who can save them from their sins. John's last ministry and his lasting message to us was this, I'm going to point everybody away from myself to the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you know how disciples are made? Disciples are made through witnesses. If we want more disciples in our churches, more people learning and growing and following Christ, then guess what? We need more witnesses. We don't need just one. We need many witnesses. I'm going to show you in our study over the next few days how this one became many. But may I just challenge you today, will you be a witness? Will you simply share what you know? Will you pass on to others what God has graciously done in your life? God's not asking you to share what you don't know or don't have. He's asking you to share what you do know and the one that does live inside of you. I'm thinking of the words of the great Apostle Paul when he said, I am ready to preach the gospel. Are you ready? He said, I'm debtor. You're a debtor. He said, I'm not ashamed. Are you not ashamed? And then he uses this little phrase, as much as in me is. You see, that's really what a witness does. He just takes what's in him and lets it boil over, bubble over. Uh, the early apostles, the Bible says that they couldn't help but speak the things they'd seen and heard. Christ was so real to them that Christ became real through them. Now let's pause just a moment. I want you to think about the John the Baptist in your life. Who was the person that witnessed to you about the Lord Jesus Christ. Can you think of them? Uh, do you see their face? Can you think of their name? If they're still living, I would challenge you today to make a phone call or write a note. Thank them for telling you about salvation and pointing you to Jesus Christ. But now I want to go a step further. Would anyone today think of you? Would anyone say, that's the person that pointed me to Jesus? Now, that's the man that told me about grace. That's the woman uh, that encouraged me to look to Jesus and be saved. You don't have to be famous to do that. You don't have to be well-known to do that. You don't even have to have big crowds following you to do that. It was one Sunday school teacher by the name of Mr. Kimball that affected D.L. Moody. Now, Moody would preach to thousands, millions, the gospel of Christ. But first, someone had to preach to him. Charles Spurgeon, the Prince of Preachers, mightily used of God, certainly. Uh, but it was an unknown Methodist deacon who preached the message of salvation early, early on a winter Sunday morning. He read the verse from Isaiah, Look unto me and be ye saved all the ends of the earth. And he said to that young man, Look to Jesus and be saved. 
Doesn't that sound an awful lot like John the Baptist's witness when he pointed his disciples to him and said, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Literally, look to Jesus. Friend, if you've looked to Jesus, you sure are grateful for the person who pointed you to Jesus. And if we want others to look to Jesus, that means we need to serve as pointers to Christ. Would you pray right now that this day, your conversation, your conduct, your action and reaction, your spirit, your words, everything would serve to point people to the Lord Jesus Christ. Ask God to make you another John the Baptist, consumed with pointing people to Messiah. Oh, may the urgency and the earnestness, the intensity that filled the life and heart of John the Baptist, John the Immerser, may it fill us, may it boil up, and may it bubble over today. Because that is the way that more disciples are made through one faithful witness. Thank you for joining us for today's study. On our website, scottpauley.org, you'll find a link through which you can invest in the gospel. Would you consider giving a gift to help us extend God's word to others? You'll also find many other encouraging resources. Until we are together again, may God help you enjoy the journey.